What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Be the market one trade at a time. Hope everybody's out there having a great week um, in the market. Still a very bearish market that we are entering um, as the weeks are starting to go on. Going to be talking about some of the things going on in the market. Um, some of these companies, well, all of these companies are publicly traded, but definitely a lot of moves being made in certain sectors. Um, and so, going to be looking at the first one. Let's jump to the first one. Um, and so, Google uh, has told its employees that they uh, will lose pay and will eventually be fired if they don't comply with the company's COVID-19 vaccine policy, uh, according to uh, internal documents. Uh, so a memo circulated by leadership says employees had until December 3rd to declare their vaccination status and upload documentation, documentation showing proof or apply for medical or religious exemption. Uh, the company said after that date, it would start contacting employees who hadn't uploaded their status uh, or were unvaccinated as well as those whose exemption requests uh, weren't approved. Uh, the document said employees who haven't complied with vaccination rules by January 18th deadline will be placed on paid administrative leave for 30 days. Uh, after that, the company will put them on unpaid personal leave for up to six months, followed by termination. Uh, and so a Google sp spokesperson uh, didn't immediately respond uh, to a request uh, for a comment. Uh, and so while much of the tech industry is pushing back, uh, return to work plans and companies large and small prepare for a flexible future, Google is requiring its workforce to eventually come into physical offices three days a week at some point in the new year. Uh, and it's showing limited patience for those who refuse to get vaccinated, uh, which uh, have been widely available for months. The Biden administration uh, has ordered U.S. companies with 100, 100 uh, or more workers uh, to ensure uh, their employees are fully vaccinated or regularly tested uh, for COVID-19 by January 18th. Uh, federal court issued a stay on your order. Uh, stay on the order in early November, uh, putting a halt to the administration's efforts. Still, Google asked more uh, assets more than 150,000 employees to upload their vaccination status uh, to its internal system, uh, whether they plan to come into the office or not, uh, and the company indicated that it plans to follow Biden's order. So Google uh, and parent company Alphabet have been uh, staunchly behind vaccines uh, since the middle of the year. Uh, CEO uh, Sundar uh, Paiki, uh, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, announced in July that the company would require vaccinations for those returning to the office. At the time, uh, the plan was to reopen in January, but in early December, amid ongoing concerns about infection numbers, Google told U.S. employees it would not require it would not yet require them to return to the offices. However, leadership encouraged employees to continue coming in, uh, where conditions allow uh, to reconnect with colleagues in person to start uh, regaining the muscle memory of being in the office more regularly. Um, and so, uh, this is a uh, Definitely very interesting. It's something we're seeing with a lot of uh, companies moving forward. Um, and Google is a publicly traded company. Um, and so if you want to invest in Google, um, if you think uh, this is a good plan uh, moving forward and will help um, 
you know, the company Google stock is publicly traded. Uh, so you have GOOGL, uh, which is currently at $2,878.14. Um, um, actually ending the day at $2,880. So they went down quite a bit today, um, given uh, that news um, from the article. And so they are uh, still pretty high overall and a, a pretty bullish upward trend. Uh, but I'm starting to see uh, they're starting to go down a little bit. Overall, their five-year and one-year projection uh, is still very bullish. Uh, in the past year, they're up $1,117.06, uh, so not too bad. Um, and so definitely going to be seeing more companies like this uh, start to uh, you know, really push onto uh, these mandates. And so another company, uh, you know, starting to push back on these mandates or starting to incorporate these mandates uh, is Kroger. Kroger is also publicly traded as well. Uh, and so if you want to uh, get into Kroger stock, uh, you can since it is publicly traded. Uh, and so Kroger it trades under the ticker sign KR. Uh, they ended at $45.58 today. Overall, for their one-year projection, they are still... Um, kind of bullish uh, for their one-year projection. They had a high uh, $45.74, so pretty close to their high. Uh, overall in the past year, they're up $14.39. So a nice little bullish um, one-year run for Kroger um, in general. And so Kroger uh, said Tuesday it will take away paid leave for unvaccinated employees who get COVID-19 and require some of them to pay a monthly insurance surcharge starting next year. Uh, the company's largest supermarket operator sent a company-wide memo announcing the changes, which will take effect January 1st. Uh, company spokeswoman uh, said the new policies are intended to encourage staff to get the COVID-19 vaccine, um, adding that it will continue to offer $100 incentives to all employees who become fully vaccinated. Um, statement said, as we prepare to navigate the next phase of the pandemic, we're modifying policies to encourage safe behaviors, including vaccination. Starting next year, salaried uh, non-union employees uh, who are unvaccinated and enrolled in the company's health uh, insurance plan must pay a $50 surcharge, uh, the company spokeswoman said. Uh, but employees who are uh, vaccinated are eligible for paid COVID leave uh, if they get a breakthrough case. Uh, the announcement comes as the spread of Omicron uh, creates a new uncertainty about how the business should operate uh, and when corporate uh, employees will return to the office. Um, and so, you know, Kroger has um, about 465,000 workers. Um, and so this is going to affect the 465,000 workers um, on their payroll. And so uh, you're seeing Kroger, you're starting to see a lot of companies uh, start to do this. Uh, moving forward, so it's going to be shaping up to be a pretty interesting uh, start to 2022. Next in EV news, uh, Rivian's R1T was named Motor Trend's Truck of the Year. Um, and so Rivian uh, recently went public this year um, in a SPAC merger. Um, and so Rivian was backed by a lot of companies. It was backed by Ford um, and also backed by Amazon. So it had two really big companies that were backing it. Uh, they ended the day at $116.40. Um, overall, still looking uh, a little bit bearish uh, after their IPO. They shot all the way up to $172.01, so $172.01. But since then, have kind of fell down um, since then. So going to be looking for this to potentially rally back up, um, especially as EV market continues to uh, go on. So 
congrats to uh, Rivian um, and their uh, truck making uh, the Ford Motor Trend truck of the year, especially being an electric uh, truck, definitely speaks volumes for the company, um, and it's a very pres prestigious award uh, for them to get. Lastly on here, I want to talk about uh, Toyota uh, as we wrap up the EV race. Uh, so Toyota to invest $35 billion into battery-powered EVs and roll out 30 models by 2030. Uh, so Toyota has really been one of the companies that's been out of the EV race. Um, you've seen a lot of companies really jump in and take advantage of the EV space. But Toyota has kind of sat back on the sidelines, kind of focusing on hydrogen and then some of the vehicles they uh, already have. They released a new version of the Supra, so that was kind of one of the highlights of the company. Um, but as far as EVs, they haven't really jumped into it. So it's very interesting to see uh, that they're spending $35 billion to build uh, a lineup of you know, 30 battery-powered uh, electric vehicles by 2030. I feel like that's a pretty, you know fast timeline to try to get that uh, stuff out but Toyota is a very large company uh, they do have a lot of resources and a lot of staff um, and so I think they're very capable of doing it but again we're going to have another uh, company jumping into the EV uh, race um, and so you know people who like Toyotas uh, have always trusted Toyotas I think will you know go with the Toyota brand uh, but I think the real um you know, struggle for a lot of uh, companies in this market is going to be converting people from uh, their normal vehicles that they have over to electric, and then also, um, you know, gaining new customers um, in their Toyota brand. And so with so many vehicles out there um, that are already becoming electric, I feel like Toyota kind of waited a little late uh, to get this done, but we'll see how it works with the reviews. Um, Toyota is not a Rivian, so Rivian, you know, is a new startup company um, with, you know, not as many resources or as much capital as Toyota. Toyota has a lot more capital um, at their disposal, um, and that $35 billion could definitely stretch a long way. So I think um, this is a pretty good announcement from Toyota. I'm interested to see their, their lineup of vehicles. Uh, they always make, you know, very reliable vehicles uh, that I've seen, and so definitely excited about that lineup. Uh, but going to be looking to see how the Japanese automaker um, can really, you know, dive into this uh, EV race uh, and how rapidly they can uh, begin producing vehicles. So good luck to everybody out there trading. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.